0: 100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight, exclusively by FNM Bank. 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. Right here in Hendersonville, FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC equal housing lender. MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Tony Richards. Well, good morning.
1: This is Jeff Shannon right here, and this is Sumner County Spotlight. It's brought to you exclusively by f Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and at myfnmbank.com. We're here each Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here at WHIN, and you can also hear this broadcast uh, Monday morning, starting this coming Monday morning at 8 o'clock on WHINradio.com under our podcast section, so you want to check that out. Our guest this morning, we want to welcome Juanette Turner. She's the events and audience producer for the nationally televised variety show Huckabee. The show tapes a weekly right here in Hendersonville, and in addition to this, listen to this, she's a singer, songwriter, author, minister, and a Patsy Klein impersonator. She's also very proud to have earned the title of Mama Wynette to the Hollerwood Crew. We'll find out what that's about. And talk about an interesting uh, line of titles for one person. Let's welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, Wynette Turner. Hi, how you doing?
2: Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me today. It's a pleasure to be with
1: you. So let's start off and, and give everybody a little history on Wynette Um and how you kind of evolved.
2: Well, thank you for that. Um, I have to say, growing up, I'm I'm 57 now, Um, I think I began being more interested in entertainment and music probably, it was was probably around the age of 8 or 10. had some very musical parents, um, and uh, they were singers and musicians, and grew up in a household full of music. So uh, I was the oldest of five kids, and... Just one day, my parents decided that uh, it was time to move from southern Ohio to the Nashville direction. I'm sure that their motivation was to give all of the kids some opportunities here in the Nashville area. And that was in uh, good old 1978 in the fall of that year. And by the next midsummer, I was already working in doing demos and recording studios for songwriters. I wrote my first song at 16 myself and kind of got the bug, and it went from there. So uh, the early days was all about just uh, being a young girl and trying to figure out what my path was going to be in life, and it turned out that music was a huge love for me. So, uh, you know, how do you get from there to where I am today is, is uh, not a long story, but I could certainly make it long if I wanted to, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, pretty much, you know, I grew up, started doing a lot of demo work, as I mentioned, and then I started doing demonstration vocals for wedding tracks and meeting different people in the industry through those communications, met several producers and people that were doing uh, great work, I had a few offers for label work, and the one thing that they always said I was lacking was not not the talent, not the uh, performance in the studio, but did I have any live performance, and that was the thing I was lacking, and of course, that's because I was a young girl. Uh, but as time went by, um, I realized I needed to look for some opportunities there, so around uh, the early part of 1990, I headed to Branson, Missouri, hoping to audition and, and maybe snag a show or two, and was very blessed to be able to do that. And that's when the journey began.
1: Wow. I guess being in Branson, you probably have some stories uh, there, because that, what a great place and it's an exciting place, kind of like a Las Vegasy kind of feel. And you probably had the opportunity to work with a, a lot of famous people.
2: You know, um, yes. Actually, at the time that I was there, which is is the early 90s to the mid-90s, and and probably around 96, 97 was when I was finally uh, moving on to other places, people like Wayne Newton were in town doing their own shows, Uh, Lawrence Welk had his own theater, Uh, uh, just a lot. of Most people think it was all just about country music or family shows, Mm -hmm. but uh, in that time, it wasn't just Mickey Gilly, and it wasn't just, you know, Johnny Cash that had his theater. I mean, it was, it was Vegas acts. It was acrobats, trapeze artists uh Shoji Tabuchi if you've ever heard of him he had a his own show out there which was an incredibly amazing show full of music and color and performers and singers and even his bathrooms were very famous for being very elegant and uh so those were great years in Branson as a matter of fact um as uh, I worked with a lot of great people uh I ended up being a um, house entertainment For the Christy Lane Theater, which opened up doors for me as other artists would come in, they would utilize me and the band um, as singers and performers and opening acts for their shows that might be on the off nights when the theater was not having their own show. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of fun. We did that. And um, as progress would would have it, I worked with people like Ferlin Husky. I did a morning show for him, worked with Jim Stafford as his female vocalist. Ended up working um, for the Jim Owens morning show was at the Mickey Gilley Theater. Um, Mickey came out all the time and would stand on the side with his big old pot of coffee and watch all of us do the morning show mm-hmm. because uh, typically a lot of these, these main artists, they had uh, apartments in the back of the theater so that they didn't have to fight the traffic to get to the theater. Right. So it was quite interesting.
1: Well, and, and I bet you have some stories. Come on, fill us in. Come on.
2: Tell you one, um, if you've ever heard of Vern Gosdin, he uh, his my favorite song of his was Chiseled in Stone, and just an incredibly uh, talented country artist. He came uh, as one of those artists that uh, needed uh, a theater to use for a show, and so the band um, and myself and a couple of other singers. Uh, we were, again, frequently used to assist with other acts that came in, and they decided that uh, they would help Vern out, who had mentioned to them that he needed some assistance getting around town because he didn't know the town. And they were like, we've got the per- the perfect person to help you, and it, they were talking about me. And of course, I fell for it. It was completely a joke, but what ended up happening was they... Uh, needed somebody to usher him around town, but they failed to tell him that the girl that they were going to have usher him around town <laughs> was driving a very funny little car. So as it turned out, I pull up, um, and I he's standing out there. I pull up in my little car, and I get out and I open the door up, and he's just looking at me funny, and then he looks at the car, and then he looks at me again, and because I think he was thinking it was a joke. But let me just tell you what the <laughs> joke was. is I was driving a little tiny Yugo, a little white Yugo <sighs> wow. at the time. It was great for whipping in and out of town and through the little back streets. And it's basically, if you don't know what a Ugo is, it's kind of like driving a golf cart with, with windows, and that's about <laughs> it. And so we had a lot of fun with that one. But you know what he did? He was a gracious gentleman. Um, he said, okay. And he got in the car, and it was just a wonderfully fun time to drive him around and get him where he needed to go. And we joked about how... I guess it's an incognito opportunity. You know, nobody's going to think that Vern Gawson is, surely that's not Vern Gawson in that little white card.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How long were you in in Branson?
2: I would say probably about six years. Uh, Very successful, was constantly at work, doing everything from the live shows to studio work for songwriters there as well, doing a lot of benefits and getting involved um, in other people's shows to support them. Uh, coming in and out of town, and um, that's where I got my start with Patsy Cline. I should probably tell you that story
1: before you jump into Patsy. We have to know, and this we said this at the beginning. How did you become Mama Wynette with the Hollywood crew? What does that mean? <laughs> well, thank
2: you for asking. This is a, a group of kids, and this is a present day situation. So we're skipping oh, around right. here, but this little group of, of, this is a group of young adults that are. I'd say from the age of 19 to maybe 26, that my husband and I have been mentoring as uh, parents, we should say. We are not their physical parents, although I have to admit I am the parent of one of them. Um, my son is an artist here in Nashville, so you're talking about that second and third generation of music. From my parents moving us here, we are now seeing that in our next generation benefit from that decision on their behalf. But this group of of young men and women are people that we have gotten to know through our son's music, and we have just created this mom and pop feel for them. We have them come over every month uh, for a, we call it the Hollywood Crew Dinner, and we get to find out what's going on in their lives, see where we can help them, um, feed them, of course. Play games, you know, spend holidays with them, and give some of them that are not um, in positions where they have a strong support system at home. Uh, we become that for them, and it gives us an opportunity to expand our little family. So this is this is a wonderful group of probably twenty five to thirty. A young adults that uh, we have started hanging out with, my son has a, um, a, a record group called Hollerwood, and so we just decided to go with the Hollerwood name, and they're all thriving and doing very well. As a matter of fact, we're having our next dinner with them next weekend, so we'll have probably a full house of 30 or 40 people hanging out that day as well. So it's a wonderful way for us to say they keep us young, they keep us challenged, and it gets us uh, a chance to love on them and be there for them in the time of crises.
1: And I guess you, you've probably heard of uh, Love for Music City, uh, Shanda and Crystal. What a wonderful job they're doing. In fact, they're going to be coming up later on the show here. you can hear more about what they have to do. But have you been involved with them at all?
2: I am so glad that you mentioned that, yes. Uh, love for Music City, I myself have been involved in that for a couple of years. It's a wonderful local opportunity for people to do great things and help a lot of needy kids and veterans. And other organizations and children abroad. Um, they do wonderful work in the community. Work with foster children, um, and uh, I. T- yeah, you're going to have a great session with them. They're <laughs> wonderful ladies.
1: I know that they have a great story, and it's such a great needed, you know, kind of thing, especially in in these days and uh, with. Everything being in so chaotic, uh, they need some stability. These foster kids really need some stability in their lives. And, you know, anything we can do to help provide that. With one of the things that, that you do, being an entertainer, Uh, it's probably something just very natural for you to do. But you've picked up on a – how did you become – I'm just all over the place here because I'm so excited to hear what you do, and and you actually became a Patsy Cline impersonator. You have to tell us how that came about.
2: Well, I wish I could say that I had planned it, uh, but it it was completely um, not planned, and I'll tell you how this happened. When I was working in the Mickey Gilley Theater in that morning show – probably mid-season, the first year that I was with them, Jim Owens, who was most known for songwriting, and he was a um, uh, an impersonator himself, and so he decided it what we're going to do is everybody in the cast, I want you all to impersonate someone. So what he asked, he told this guy, you know, I'm, I'm going to have you do do Hank, you're going to help me with that, and then you're going to do a little of this artist, and you're going to do that artist. And then he looked at me and said, and you are going to do Patsy Cline. Oh. And my first response to him was, heck no, I'm not doing Patsy Cline <laughs> because Patsy, everyone knows what she sounded like. I don't have a chance in doing that.
1: Uh you have to honor us with the, you know, a couple of lines of Patsy. Can, can you do it? I know, I'm putting you on the spot. I know, you can hit me later. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I, yeah, I can. Of course, I don't have the Jordan to help me out here, but um, I can definitely sing a line or two. Yeah. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. Nice. I'm crazy for trying and crazy for crying, and I'm crazy for loving
1: you. Yes, hey, wow! There you go, and and the ACM goes to Wanette Turner.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I actually um, worked my very first job uh, when, as I mentioned, we moved here when I was 15. At the age of 16, I got a job uh, in the Rivergate uh, Goodlicksville area mm. of Sumner County. And uh, at that time, had no idea, but I was actually working with Patsy's daughter, Julie, and we were running a department together um, at a retail store that of course is no longer in existence anymore. It shows my age. But it was a great pleasure to be able to get to know her, and she used to chat a little bit about her mom here and there. Of course, at the age of 15, I had no idea that someday I would be representing her mother and her music in the way that I was blessed to do um, in in various different ways. Um, I went on to work in a show called Mirror Images as Mm Patsy, Met Hollow, worked Silver Dollar City, you name the theaters out there. Boy, Branson was just hopping, uh, full of opportunities for singers that were willing, you know, to take the risk and jump out there and, and give it a try. So the Patsy thing just kept growing and growing from there. Um, and since then I have been able to, do a lot with the costume and the wigs and just get out there and help, help people have great memories of patchy Mm -hmm. through her music. Lots of benefits. I get a lot of calls to do small shows, um, done opening acts like opening for, do you remember little Texas?
1: Oh yes, absolutely. They're fabulous.
2: Yeah, great singers, uh, great musicians, and an and artists like you would never imagine that they would bring in someone like me to open for a, an amazing band like that, oh, right? But, yeah. but, you know, we find in the country music industry that there is a, a huge crossover section of people that enjoy both types of music. And uh, Patsy will always go down, as far as I'm concerned, in the books as being one of the first women to really usher in opportunities for female artists. So right now these days, I'm not necessarily necessarily focusing on the performance side as much as I am in television production these days
1: mm-hmm. well you know you, you just do so much and we're going to talk more with you we're going to go into our first break right here but I, I we have to hear about that because you, it's just fascinating so we've been talking with Wynnette Turner and right after this message from our sponsor at fNm Bank at 221 Indy lake Boulevard and at myfmbank.com you're going to see what I'm talking about as we talk more with Wynnette Turner we'll be right
0: back FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com.
1: Hey, and welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight right here with Jeff Shannon. We've been speaking with our guest, Wynette Turner, and she just has a fascinating career and... Wynette, you're going to have to tell us what's going on with you currently, and you're heavily involved with uh, Mike Huckabee and The Huckabee Show.
2: Yeah, um, definitely. You know, I, if you had asked me or told me a couple of years ago that I'd be working with uh, former governor of Arkansas, Mike Huckabee, on a television show, um, I would have told you you're crazy. But it's amazing how, you know, fate and, and uh, God, which I'm a, a spiritual person, comes into play and things like that. But really, it all, it all came down to probably about seven years ago. Um I uh, was approached by a national cable network called Trinity Broadcasting Network. They are headquartered out of California, but Nashville, the Nashville area, has been quite a hub for them. And in 1994, they purchased the old Twitty City property where Conway Twitty used to have his big complex in Hendersonville, which, of course, anybody that lives in Hendersonville is very familiar with this piece of property. And it's still very well maintained today. Mm -hmm. And then uh, shortly after that, they purchased the other side. Of the road, which was known as a music village, where a lot of country music and gospel artists used to come in and and record—not record—I'm sorry—would perform there uh, across the street from the Twitty City property. So, TBN ended up purchasing all of that land, and it's currently known as Trinity Music City. If you drive through the area, but one of the most recent things they added was the Huckabee Show, which started in October, Uh, a little over three years ago. We just started year number four, and. At the time, I was doing some other production work for the TBN network, and they approached me about possibly being interested in uh, handling what I do for Huckabee. And it looked like uh, a wonderful opportunity, and I started trying to figure out, you know, why would I be a good fit for that? And then as I started looking back on my career because there for a while I stopped doing music when I got married and became a mother so that I could be a mother for a season. And now my son, as I mentioned earlier, is a little uh, little older. He doesn't necessarily need his mother anymore. (laughs) So I started looking for other opportunities, and this turned out to be a fabulous... Opportunity for me never imagined that I would go into TV production, but working in marketing and advertising throughout those years as a young mother and adding that to, you know, the event planning and being a live performer as well as working in front of the house in the back of the house as we refer to that uh, in the theater, I have found myself in this amazing position where I get to meet so many awesome artists and meet people from all over the world that literally will fly into Nashville just so that they can come to the Huckabee Show and plan an entire vacation around the experience of uh, Huckabee. So I was wondering, would you like to hear some of the names of some of the amazing guests on the show that I've had the opportunity to see or we've had an opportunity to bring to Nashville?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that's amazing, some of the guests you've had there.
2: Yeah, so let me share a few. You know, probably one of my favorites, I have to say, was when Dionne Warwick came. Uh, We know that Dionne, you know, she's been around for a lot of years, and she's such a classic lady. And one of her performances was one of my favorites. But let me tell you, you know, we we have everything from music uh, to comedians to um, everything from, you know, American Idol America's Got Talent contestants that are the winners. Juggling acts, I've seen unicyclists come up on the stage, trapeze artists. Um, everything from that to book authors and obviously political guests. Um, the governor has a lot of contacts with rock and roll legends and people like that. Um, we recently had Peter Noon on. There's a kind of hush all over the world tonight, Absolutely. all over the world. You know, people just like you are falling <laughs> in love, people like that. Uh, we've had everything from all these country artists like Jeannie Seeley, Ronnie Millsap, Sarah Evans. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus actually will be on the show next week. Uh, Mode based Andy. We've had Nikki Gilley, Charlie Daniels. Oh, miss him already. Uh, we've had Tanya Tucker. We've had comedians like Rich Little. We've had Hollywood actors and actresses. Uh, you guys uh, remember Roseanne Barr, mm-hmm. um, Oak Ridge Boys. Let's see. Colin. These are just names I'm rattling off the top of my head. John Rich. From Big and Rich, um, Colin Ray. Everybody's got to remember Scott Bayo, Chachi from yes. television. Remember uh-huh. Chachi?
1: Yes. I mean, yeah, you got you had some great uh, folks on there, and you also had uh, um, Vice President Pence on there as well.
2: Yes, we've had some wonderful guests. Um, when Mike Pence came, as well as um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, which happens to be Governor Huckabee's daughter. Uh, when she was press secretary, she came. Those were probably two of the most interesting experiences for me with my particular position there, working with the Secret Service in advance. And some of these, I guess, the Secret Service will show up a week ahead of time remain on your property, you know, just to observe and see how the public u- utilizes your property. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how they protect our presidents and people, you know, that that we hold so dear in our country. It was it was quite an amazing mm-hmm. experience for me personally to be able to say that I served as the Vice President of the United States.
1: <clears throat> well, I, and I was at that show, and I remember just how impactful it was and what, what a great speaker he is. And, you know, of course, he, uh, you know, has a radio background, so kind of connected. And I, I packed actually got to see one of his past air checks that the he had done. He, he did a talk show host and it was actually, he was quite good and he's got a great voice anyway.
2: Yeah, I'll agree with that. Very good communicator uh, like yourself, you know, it, <laughs> it takes a certain type of person to be able to do what you do. And uh, for someone like himself to be in that, that position, you know, not everybody's going to love you. Uh, but if you're a good communicator, it's a whole lot easier, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, absolutely. And there's this, uh, you know, There's so many folks out there that have come to Hendersonville. And I think most people don't even know they're here. And, you know, all of a sudden you find out, wow, they were right here driving down our streets. And, you know, it's these amazing folks. And so I think it's wonderful what the Huckabee Show has done for the the city of Hendersonville and Sumner County and y'all are are really great advocates and helping the community and involved Uh, can you tell us about some of the activities you've done
2: thank you so much yeah um, that's one of the things that is kind of falls under my list of hats that I wear in the community as well we have been so blessed to be able to do that it is so much fun to talk with people about some of the artists and guests that have been in the town And we get wonderful feedback from them that they felt like Middle Tennessee treated them very well. So, you know, hats off to everybody that's out there listening. You guys are doing a great job in helping us to make their experiences great, too. Mm Um yeah I will tell you the Governor he, of course, is a bass player, so he's a musician at heart as well. I think he said he got his first instrument around the age of ten and uh you know took it to heart and so things that have to do with with kids and instruments are near and dear to his heart last year we uh before covid mm-hmm. mid mid year we did a benefit. Uh, in the Sumner County area to raise money for instruments for the Sumner County school system so that the music programs at the schools could thrive a little bit better and raised, uh, I think it was over $3,000 and in just a couple of hours from people's generous donations and the help of Streets of Indian Lake and Cheryl Purrier and some other people in the community that donated so graciously. And so that was definitely something the governor's done. Um, he's been the um, uh, Grand Marshal and in the parade mm-hmm. at Christmas time here in Sumner County. So he, he's definitely for the community he wants to be involved and do great things um, he uh, is just he's a wonderful man to work for and has taught me a lot about uh, being a person of integrity and being a person with strong character and caring about people and being a good listener. He's an excellent listener. The man remembers people's names. I I can't even remember people's names, but he he's just a wonderfully uh, well-rounded host for the show, and people really do appreciate um, what he brings to the community. I know that the Sumner County tourism industry, uh, you know, we are having great uh, experience with them. They're really helping us to keep getting the word out there. There to let travelers and vacationers know that, hey, there's a national TV show taping in Sumner County. Maybe you should come on out to Sumner County and give us a try. So it's kind of a, been a great marriage for me to work in the community with tourism and uh, with the governor to do special uh, projects that he finds near and dear to his heart, sure. and I do as well. So
1: wow. Well, and I think with that being said, I think we need to name a road Huckabee Row. That would be an excellent, so tell, tell the governor we're going to put that in, uh, in the works.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be fun. We could definitely put a petition in for that or some sort of paperwork request for that. That would be really nice. I would agree with that.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and I know the governor loves to, to slap the bass a little bit. and He plays with a lot of the artists uh, that are there. But uh, uh, you know a guy that you're pretty close to, uh, Jeff Turner, that uh, also is a pretty awesome musician himself.
2: I do know Jeff yeah. Turner. Yeah. Jeff Turner is actually my <laughs> husband. Thank yes. you for asking about him. Um, yeah, he goes a long way back too with music. Um, we are very blessed. He has a son, and my son. When we were married, it'll be almost ten years. Um, we we came together as a family of four, and it's just been wonderful because we all share music. Jeff came from that era, you know, when uh, when it was the Eddie Van Halens and the ACDC's the Aerosmith, and from the southern Cincinnati area to where you know, it, it was more about the harmony bands as it uh, it definitely was not country music, what he grew up on mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> but, you know, he moved to Nashville so that we could be together and we got married on 9, 10, 11. Wow. Hello, everybody. That has been a, a tremendous blessing to do that because I can't tell you how many times my memory has failed and it's been wonderful <laughs> to know. Easy it's so much easier to remember my wedding day. Sure. <laughs> but Jeff is um, a very unique man. He's definitely a people person, people graduate. Gravitate to him and seek him out. Good guy. He's also uh, he he works as a guitar player in uh, every weekend at our church, and uh, he's also assigned artists with a Christian label. He and his worship team, and they're doing a great job. You know, playing great worship music, uh, just doing their part. You know, to to raise the banner of hope and faith out there with great music. So, mm-hmm. yes, I'm super proud of him. Thank you for mentioning him. He's an incredible guitar player. And, and uh, you know, if, if if I could learn how to play guitar like he does, I think I would be, what do they call it? Finally, I would be a triple threat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, too, I think he, his nickname is The Shredder.
2: Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I didn't even know what shredding meant until I met him because I was not... Yeah, I didn't grow up around that kind of music. It yeah. was more country music and gospel music because mm. my upbringing is, uh, my my father and my grandfather's were we're pastors of churches so you know Jeff is the one that he has so much fun with me kids around with me all the time because he'll try to quiz me on all of these rock bands and say who's singing that song I'll be like I don't know Mm -hmm. I just know the music (laughs) I like it so we we, you know he's all the time joking around with me I tell him he's a walk-in encyclopedia for more classic rock yeah
1: (laughs) well I mean you guys have great music uh, on the show and Trey Corley is just I mean amazing he's a lot of fun to 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 be around, and these guys are fabulous. How how did you attract all these folks?
2: Well, it's funny you would mention Trey. Trey is the uh, worship leader at the church, and Jeff plays with him, although Jeff's not playing on the Huckabee show. Mm -hmm. Jeff is uh, right there with him at the the church, and uh, as a signed artist, they're doing great work in the community. Um, You know, Keith Bilbrey, he's our announcer. Um, If anybody knows anything about the country music history, uh, he was part of the Grand Ole Opry for many years as mm-hmm. their announcer. And uh, he works, is it Larry's Country Diner? He's yes, still doing uh, that. You know, he's in the Hall of Fame for announcers. So the man, like yourself, I mean, he's got a great voice. He knows how to communicate <laughs> with people. And he's had a very rich uh, career, still having that. And we were so lucky to snag him to be our mm-hmm. announcer for the yeah. show. He's been with us since day one in. Uh, uh, October of, uh, let's see, gosh, I guess it was 2016.
1: Well, and I can say this. I mean, if, if Keith ever comes down with laryngitis or a sore throat, I, I know somebody that maybe can fill in. You I,
3: probably could. You <laughs> could probably qualify for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can say, and welcome to Huckabee. Yes. <laughs> oh,
2: yay. <laughs> you know, um, I appreciate you so much, and I, uh, I appreciate the work that you guys do in the community, too. It's a pleasure to be here with you.
1: Well, Wynnette, I mean, I so appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day, because I know you're just running and doing all kinds of great things, and uh, the Huckabee Show is uh, such an asset, and we're so honored to, to have you all here and uh, to really kind of bring Hendersonville – even though it has a great history with with artists and musicians and such, you're adding to that. And again, we'll put in a little cue for a Huckabee Row at some point. So we'll see what happens with that. And uh, But we, we want to thank Wynette Turner for being with us today and sharing all that she has to offer here. And it's amazing. So, Wynette, how would somebody kind of get a hold of you if they wanted to book you?
2: Well, thank you for allowing me that. You know, you can always reach me at WynetteTurner.com. It's W-A-N-E-T-T-E-Turner.com, and uh, that'll tell you even a little bit about my book that I've written. Mm -hmm. I'm actually working on a second one right now. It'll tell you about my career with Pats. It'll tell you a little bit about uh, where we're going now, and you'll hear some of my music there. So that's the best place to go to reach out to me um, if you need my assistance or if you've got a benefit coming up, or if you think a little bit of Patsy music would be mm-hmm. a great addition for you, uh, definitely reach out and we'll see what we can do. If you want to come to one of the Huckabee tapings, the easiest thing to do is go to Huckabee.tv. That's H-U-C-K-A-V is and boy E-E dot T-V, and you can uh, click on free tickets. And then that will show you all the upcoming dates here in the Hendersonville area Mm -hmm. that you can uh, possibly get in on. And you're going to want to reserve your tickets. They're free, but you do have to reserve them. So make sure you go online and see uh, what's coming up. And as you click on each date, it will reveal the tentative guests for that particular taping. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff.
1: Thank you. We've been talking with Annette Turner, and she's just been a great job, a great interview. We appreciate her so very much. So stand by after this break. We have Shonda Tripp and Crystal Brown coming up. You're going to hear another great story and some great information for you right here on Sumner County Spotlight.
0: Stand by. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com.
1: And we're back for more Sumner County Spotlight right here on this Sunday morning. Uh, Right here with Jeff Shannon. and good to have you along. Uh, Joining us now are Shanda Tripp, CEO and founder of Love from Music City. She's been married 20 years to Grammy Award-winning producer Rob Tripp. And also with us, uh, Crystal Brown. She's a Hendersonville native, and she serves as the chief operating officer of Love From Music City. She's been married 25 years to record producer and world-class musician Johnny Brown. She's currently pursuing her doctrine in faith-based counseling. So, wow. Uh, The company is called Love From Music City. And it's a nonprofit organization in cooperation with Fireplace Fellowship and working to meet the needs of orphans in 10 countries and local foster children and our veterans. So let's welcome in right now Shanda Tripp and Crystal Brown. Welcome.
3: Hey, Jeff. Thanks for
1: having us. <laughs> hey, hey. Let's, uh, let's start off and, and tell a little bit about each one of you. Just kind of give everybody an update on who you are and what you do.
4: All right, my name is Shanda Tripp, and first of all, let me just say how honored I am to be invited on your show today. What, what a thrill this is.
5: Thank I you. was
4: raised on the mission field of Old Mexico and the island of Haiti, and I was raised helping uh, orphans my entire childhood, and the one thing I wanted to do was not do what my parents did, but lo and behold... The vision and the seeds to help people was deep inside of me. So now, uh, fast forward right here to Middle Tennessee, uh, I believe the orphan in our midst is the foster care child, and I'm very driven, and I feel like it's my assignment to help the orphans right here in our midst the foster care children in Middle Tennessee.
1: Well, I think that's a great passion to have. Absolutely. It, it's such an, an important thing, what you're doing. And uh, so we're we're proud of you. And uh, let's hear from Crystal.
3: Hey, Jeff. Um, I'm Crystal Brown. And like you said, I'm a, a Hendersonville native, uh, born and raised right here. And, you know, I um, got involved with the Love for Music City organization and with Shanda because uh, I've seen the heart of what she. She does and I I can remember I was probably maybe around like twelve years old or so. My my father was in construction in the eighties and things had just went south, you know, kinda like it did back in two thousand six, two thousand eight here. Uh, and we had no Christmas and Without anyone knowing what was going on, someone turned in our name to the uh, to Conway Twitty and his family. And on Christmas Day, when we thought we had nothing, we had no food, we had no presents, they showed up on our doorstep with
5: wow. gifts yeah.
3: for everyone in the house with food, with coke. And that made such an impact on me that day that it caused there to be a seed planted in my heart that I wanted to be that person to be able to knock on someone's door or be the, um, the conduit to get the gifts and get the food and get the coats to the people in need. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're all about. That's what I'm all about. And um, I'm just excited to be a part of it.
1: Well, so how did you guys come together and how did you meet and what was the background or the idea to come up with the organization?
4: Oh, well, I will uh, take that one. (laughs) Honestly, our husbands worked together. Oh, great. Uh, They're both studio musicians. And actually, their son, John and Crystal's son, was in our wedding. He was our ring bear
5: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because he was so
4: cute. (laughs) And yet, we really weren't friends or anything back then, just basically associates through the music business. And um, about nine years, was when the door opened for us to work with foster kids here in Middle Tennessee, and understanding that I had continued my parents' work all these years. Uh, both of my parents are uh, have now passed on, but we completely have taken over their work in Haiti. And so uh, I endeavored on the foster care work. And honestly, I just reached out to Crystal and asked for her help. We really weren't got close or anything. I just knew, her and I knew she was powerhouse. Whenever he decided to do, she got it done. So. I sent her a text, and I've always known her to be very helpful. So sent her a text. I don't even know if we text back then. Sent her something, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a message. I don't know. But somehow got connected, and she was very generous to come and help. And at that time, uh, we actually did not have the 501c3 yet of Love Music City. That evolved as we put our minds together that um, we wanted it to be more of a community outreach.
1: Well, I bet it was kind of daunting at the, at the beginning, like most things are. Like, okay, now, how do we get this thing going? And how, at the beginning, how was it received?
4: Uh, honestly, probably good. I mean, you're pretty much on the naughty list at Christmas time if you don't want to <laughs> help a foster child, right? So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I just reached out to a handful of close associates, friends, people I knew from church, whatever, my husband's associates. And everyone was quick. Uh, to help, but I tell you what has happened, you have hung in there for the long haul. It's fun to buy a child a toy the first time around or to get emotionally moved, but very few really make a commitment and stick with it, Mm -hmm. and that's what we at Love and Music City do, and this year is a great example of that. With the pandemic, there's a hundred other problems, lots of things are happening, but we cannot forget the children, and we're committed to this vision and to this cause. So just because there are many other things that are going wrong in the world, we cannot forget the children. Absolutely. So Crystal is one of those people who are amazing in the fact that when she's committed, she's committed, and I am thankful, no doubt about that.
1: Uh, Crystal, you so you you're, you really you know hit the streets and uh, pull up the bootstraps and get out there and get them.
3: Absolutely. You know, um, I was talking to a friend of mine one day, Jeff, and, you know, she said, you are those children's advocate. You are their voice. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it, who will?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And that just struck me right in my soft spot. I was just like, that's right. You know, these children have do not have a mother to speak up for them. They do not have a father. Most of them are disassociated from their aunts, from their uncles. They uh, suffer from trauma, from PTSD. They have... Um, different disorders and mental disorders a lot of them do because of what they've been through and these kids need someone and we want them to be that
1: person. Well I will tell you that once this uh, attaches to your heart it's something that you just can't let go of and you know with my, my wife and I of course we've adopted three children from the foster care system back in the Orlando area and we've you know, had these children since they were tiny, tiny, you know, and they, they've been with us and now they're 19, 15, and 14. And I have to say that, you know, being involved early on uh, with the the system, I found that it was very rewarding to, to be with them and try to help them any way you can. And it was it was such an honor for us and as such a passion that we were actually honored by the state of Florida. You know for helping these these kids find forever homes and it was just a, 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 a very emotional for me I mean I would go on camera and I next thing I know I'm tearing up talking about it but it was uh, uh, something that I is so needed and this and the really sad thing is I think you can relate to this and, and maybe expound a little bit on it is that once you get involved with this you just have to keep going
4: yes uh, Jeff I mean that's what so I love hearing stories like yours that's amazing you and your wife and I wish there was a whole lot more of those stories where people actually adopt that that really would solve a lot of the issues Mm -hmm. if people would step up to adopt through the foster care system. And I'll just mention that if you do adopt through the foster care system, it does not cost anything. The government actually uh, takes care of the cost and there are some steps you have to go through, but Mm -hmm. it really is rewarding. But I like to say that, Helping the children, helping the foster care children, especially at Christmas time, but all year round, it's our own antidepressant. If you want to uh, be blessed, if you want uh, depression to go away, get involved with helping, mm-hmm. honestly, helping anybody, getting out of yourself but especially the children. I often say even homeless people, I'll see homeless people, which my heart of course goes out to them, but very often the children, there's a homeless family, homeless group, whatever, and they have their kids, and even that homeless child still has a parent. Mm -hmm. But the foster child has no one. And like Crystal said, that's why we have to step up and be the advocate for them. And we cannot forget them. We just cannot. We cannot stop. We cannot lay down uh, our vision. We just can't quit. And it is very rewarding. There's no doubt about it.
1: And and what are some of the other things that your organization uh, does to help the community?
3: I'm sorry. I, I missed the question. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, what are some of the other things that you that your organization does uh, for the community? You know, we do the foster kids, which I think is the, the, the big part of this program because we definitely need uh, to help the the foster children and and try to find them homes. But what are some of the other avenues that you cover?
3: Well, Jeff, we cover um, single mothers at Mother's Day in, around May. We have um, made connections with the schools here in uh, Sumner County, especially. Uh, the middle schools, the high schools, with these young girls uh, who have found themselves as unwed mothers. And we collect to- uh, diapers and formula and baby wipes and clothes. And we fill up a bag of love and take it to the schools. We never see the ch- the, the young ladies. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't interact with them because of privacy laws and all of that. But we, we put a note in there. It says, thank you for being brave enough to uh, mother your child, to um, keep your baby. We are here for you. We are committed to staying with you. And uh, I believe, which, you know, we can, if you're a pro-lifer and if you're pro-life and you don't give these girls uh, an avenue for hope um, for making that brave decision, then, you know, we can really set them back. Sure. And then we also work with our veterans here locally in Sumner County we found out that they were getting uh, rotten produce and stuff, like wow. just old, old things. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have, uh, as the funds are available, we make sure that they have um, fresh produce and dairy. And then at Christmas time, we have we, been over there and we've taken blankets and coats and some toys for the veterans to be able to get their uh, grandbabies Christmas presents and it's very, very rewarding there. And then we have a, a great work abroad. In Haiti, we have three self-supporting uh, orphanages there, one which is a handicapped orphanage. And then Haiti, if you um, know anything about their culture, um, children who are born with birth defects uh, are literally thrown in the trash and are... So, our- wow goal is uh we're you know we're trash collectors is what we always say We go over wow. and get yeah. the babies from the trash and we've actually been able to get two two babies to America to get the help they need, and they are living with American families today wow
1: <laughs> yeah that's it's kind of eye opening when you when you hear these stories and such, but you know take us through the journey of how a child maybe would get involved and and put into the foster care system and some of the things that they have to go through, you know, through their, their journey in the foster care system.
4: Want me to take that one? Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> yeah, Chris and I aren't sitting together, so we can't really point each other. <laughs> so a child who is placed in foster care, number one, they go through horrific trauma, mm-hmm. or who knows what abuse has happened, to get the state called to even come into the home and see what's going on. Most of the time, the children is taken out of the home. A lot of times it's in the middle of the night. There's been a domestic issue. The police are called. I know we had uh, three children at our foster care party last Christmas, and two of them were there, uh, very small children. And the baby was in the hospital in ICU because they had been left outside all night uh, on Halloween night. And it was a very cold Tennessee Halloween and the parents just never came home and about four in the morning I think five in the morning a neighbor noticed these three children on the doorstep and called the police (laughs) so the children were placed in uh, DCS care and that's just how it goes story after story it's just horrendous so the child's taken out of the home then a social worker which are truly angels which truly do God's work they then have the task of finding a place to put the child and Sometimes the child will end up in the office for two or three days. Yes, I've heard all yes. kinds of stories. I've heard a story from a worker who will end up taking the child home mm-hmm. because there's not enough foster homes for all of the Middle Tennessee children. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine the trauma in that. I mean, that's a whole other yes. set of trauma. Then um, in Tennessee, every child is moved, every foster care child is moved from home to home every 14 months. They have no say in the situation. Wow. They often, well, every time they will take their things, their few little meager belongings,
2: in a trash bag
4: or in a Walmart bag from house to house. So that means they have no connection with a school teacher, with a coach, um, with a pet. Wow. Uh, the tragedy That's, just continues. Absolutely. Until eventually they age out, oftentimes. We deal with foster kids who have been in 20 homes, 30 homes. Um, it's unbelievable how long these kids just circulate through a rotation, never having developed any kind of a relationship with anyone that they believe
1: loves them. Yes. Well, and I know the ultimate goal is unification with some of these cases, and and a lot of them, it's not possible, it's not going to happen, but... When we come back, we're going to take a break real quick right here. When we come back, you can enlighten us on how someone, if they wanted to help in the foster care system or become a foster parent, how they would get involved. So we'll check in with that. So we're talking with Shanda Tripp and Crystal Brown with Love from Music City. We're going to find out more when we return right after this message from FNM Bank at 221 India Lake Boulevard right here in Hendersonville and at my F&M Bank. Dot com. We'll be right back.
0: FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com.
1: Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. This is Jeff Shannon. We're continuing our talk with Shanda Tripp and Crystal Brown with love from Music City 501 C3 organization that helps our foster kids. And we were when we left, I wanted to have you guys tell everyone how they can possibly get involved with the foster care system and how they can maybe even become a foster parent. Well,
3: you know, we uh Jeff we work with Camelot Care. It's a foster liaison group here in middle Tennessee and we have actually set up uh, numerous people sent them to uh, this organization to become foster parents because you know you can go to DCS you can go through that process and and, and it's fine and it's good but um, Camelot Cares is an uh, independent organization that uh, is contracted through DCS and they will take you Step by step, holding your hand, they will help facilitate the classes, mm-hmm. the training. They um, come into the home after the child is placed, uh, making sure that the child is being properly cared for and receiving the need, uh, the things that they need. So we we have a tendency to send people uh, in that direction to the Camelot Care place because ultimately, you know, that is the biggest way to help the foster care system. Mm-hmm is by uh, becoming a foster parent yourself.
1: Now, if one wanted to uh, adopt, you know, one of the kids from foster care, I know that, you know, once uh, the parent parental rights have been terminated and a child is available, uh, how would one finding out a- about, you know, what child and how would they select a child?
3: You would need to uh, register that with Camelot through DCS, and you would either be a uh, home that is open to adoption or one that is not. Mm-hmm. So if you you have it in your heart that you want to adopt, then you would sign up for that. And um, then if later on, if you if you didn't sign up with that at the beginning, you could actually um, talk to them and have your home switch to an adoptable mm-hmm. home, not just um, a foster care
1: home. Sure. Well, and, you know, with these these children, and a lot of people don't realize. I mean, they might have seen some stories and such, but a lot of them don't realize that the children really don't really have anything personal. They have a, a plastic bag with their stuff in it. So, how would you all help them? And I know we've got some things coming up. I want you to tell everyone about the, you know, the what we're needing to get to these children, especially this time of year.
4: Well, um, we help uh every child number one we are on the call list for dcs in Sumner county if there's a child who needs school supplies who needs um we have done baby beds booster seats car seats you know all kinds of stuff if there's an immediate need we are there we're kind of on the call list to help facilitate with some of those things we very much facilitate with new foster parents Especially if we've helped to uh, get them into the system, we will try and help them make sure they have everything that they need, be it bed sheets, whatever. Anything that we can do uh, kind of to give the equipment, give the stuff to help a child and the parent. Then every year, a Christmas party, uh, and it's coming up. It's our ninth Christmas party. It's going to be December 13th. It is hosted at the Fireplace Fellowship in Hendersonville, and we will do the only Christmas for all of these foster care children in the Camelot system, Mm -hmm. and what we do is we give them a, we give them tokens, they have like a carnival experience, and they get to go shopping and go get their own toys in the toy store, it's my favorite part. (laughs) Then, on top of that, we give every child a blanket, socks, a stuffed animal, And a bag, exactly what you're talking about, Jeff, because I heard a story on the news years ago that so tucked my heart. That was one in the beginning when things were really beginning to to, uh, give a vision in my heart for foster care children. It was exactly that, that these children take their stuff from house to house in a trash bag. So we make sure and give every child either a backpack or a duffel bag, some sort of new bag that they could take their things from house to house. We also give them toiletries, toothpaste, comb, uh, toothpaste, all of those kinds of things. And um, everything, I just want to emphasize, the coats, the shoes, the toy, brand new. We do not give nice. away anything that is used, old, outdated, nothing. Always brand new. Because right. we're trying also to help these kids Get them some self-worth and some value, Absolutely. not just hand-me-downs. I like to say, you know, the old baby doll that's been chewed up and its hair looks like it's been chewed by a dog and it's got marker all over its face. We don't we don't give that yeah. away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what the kids that had all the years. And yeah. We don't do that. We give them new things because they are worth
1: it. Now, I know we, we have this uh, with the holidays coming up. We're going to have a big push for, for new toys, new toys, I'm saying, uh, clothes and things like that. And yeah. and so how would they go about getting this, uh, the the products to you, whether this time of year where they have drop off locations or when it's not the holidays, maybe they can bring it by the, you know, your office or how would they go about doing that?
3: You know, we have a uh, concert coming up, a Christmas concert toy drive on December the 3rd with sub uh, award winning artist Joseph Hattedink. And it's going to happen right here in Hendersonville. It's going to be um, at the Fireplace Fellowship on Walton Ferry Road. Uh, there's no cost for it. We're just asking everyone to bring a toy, uh, new unwrapped toy. To um, help us with our toy drive, and also uh, we will have boxes around um, Sumner County. We actually will have them in Davidson County and uh, just all over Middle Tennessee. But right here in Hendersonville, you can find you'll be able to find our boxes at the Sam Sports Bar and Grill at all of his locations, uh, at the Pony Mailbox locations, ASAP Printing, Elite Med Spa, and Patriot Angels. So um, new unwrapped toys and, mm-hmm. and new coats is what we're collecting at these different locations. And we would um, be so thrilled if uh, people could join us at the concert on the uh, December 3rd. It's going to be a wonderful night. We'll be um, doing uh, the toy drive that
4: night and a big push for that.
1: What are some of the other items that you might request from folks? I know there's a big ticket item.
4: Yes. <laughs> uh, one thing that people may or may not realize, and that is, is that once children age out of foster care. If they have been in foster care all these years, they literally have nowhere to go and they are homeless the day they mm-hmm. turn 18. That's right. Well, it is our desire to give these kids a car. Of course, we make sure these kids have uh, some, some ambition and are wanting to get a job and go to school, those types of things. But if you have a car 2010 or newer, we would so love for you to donate it to us. Of course, you can market straight off of your taxes, 100% tax deductible, mm-hmm. and we will put this car in the hands of a aged-out foster child, and there are programs from the government to pay for car insurance, to help them with even furniture and different things after they're 18, but if they don't have a car, they can't even get to the job, get to school, yeah. Uh, partake of these other programs that the government has. So that's kind of like a loophole that we're trying to fill. We have a thousand 18 uh, year olds who age out right here in middle Tennessee every year. And when we help these kids, we are fighting prostitution, drug addiction, yes. uh, born to prison, theft, all of that, because what happens is when they're homeless, when they have no car, no ability to get anywhere. You tell me what options they have.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I think I think everyone understands. So we are really doing good, not just for today, but for the future of our community when we can help these aging out foster children. Sure.
1: Well, and too, by helping them like this, you don't want that circle to continue. Maybe if they've been in the system for a while, uh, dealing with you know past parents and things like that, it, it, it you don't want that circle to continue. You have to break that. And that's why they need so much help. And I think it's just wonderful what you all are doing. Now, You, how would somebody, if they wanted to contact you, what are a couple of ways they can reach you?
3: They can uh, reach us um, on Facebook. We are on Facebook. We're on, on Instagram. Uh, you can go to our website, which is loveformusiccity.org. You can give us a call at 615-424-2447. Or you can email us at loveformusiccitytn at gmail.com. Lots of ways to connect, and we would love to um, hear from businesses that would like to sponsor. Um, you know, some of our events. We have our annual gala every year, and um, always looking for sponsors for that. We're uh, looking for people to step up and do um, sponsor these children. You can sponsor a child for a hundred dollars. Uh, for at Christmas time, or maybe your business wants to sponsor a whole table, which is 10 children, which would be a $1,000. So, you know, or you just have a few friends that, you know, you want to do something. Well, this is where you need to do it. And I will uh, rest, rest assured that there are no um, salaries paid out of that money. We do not skim off the top. A 100% of the profits mm-hmm. go directly to work for what uh, the cause is for.
1: Right. Well, I know this this gala is very excited, and the the recent gala, the last one you had, was was amazing. You, you have to tell everybody what happened at this gala.
4: Sandra, you want to go ahead? Well, because of the work that our husband do. Um, we have been so blessed to get doors open in the country music world. Mm-hmm. We we are lucky Music City, but we love Music City. So <laughs> uh, Bill Anderson last year was our first uh, country, uh, let me see, what was he? He was our icon, country music icon award recipient. That's what he was, mm-hmm. Bill Anderson. Bill Anderson was so generous to us and so moved with what we're doing. He has permitted us to name the award after him from now on. Mm, so now nice. it is the Bill Anderson Love From Music City Icon Award. Mm-hmm. And he selected the uh, icon this year, and it was Jeannie Seely. And we had um, two John members Barry. of Exile there. John Barry, who yeah. was amazing. Yeah. We had Steve um, Dorothy, uh, writer of through the years and every hit you've ever known your whole life. He wrote every song. <laughs> um, it was amazing. Everyone came out. We had Rhonda Vincent. We had Heidi Newfield participate. We had Charlene Tilton. Charish, we, we had Mickey Gilly participate. Wow. My goodness. We haven't talked about that. <laughs> so it was over the top. Even in this worst of year 2020, we still were able to bring show some love for Music City. It was very exciting. So we're already excited about what we're going to do next year. We're looking forward to a spring concert. Uh, We're hoping to get a lot of uh, celebrities involved with that. We already have some commitments from celebrities to be involved with our Christmas party this year. We always invite uh, country music artists to come and do the entertainment as kind of like a blessing for the foster care parents. And so we already have a great list committed to do that. So we're excited, and we're thankful to everyone in Music City for helping us show love to Music City.
1: Well, this gala, the, the last one, where, where was it held at?
4: It was held
3: at the Grand Inheritance in Gallatin, Tennessee. Mm. It is a beautiful uh, wedding and event venue that is owned by Mike and Brenda Scott, and uh, they do an excellent job out there, and they were so gracious. To
1: allow us to have their event there. So the 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 gala that's coming up next. I know you you probably you've had this at Bluegrass Country Club, uh, Yacht and Country Club. But (laughs) where do you think you were going to have it this year? Just to kind of give a hint.
3: Well, Jeff, you know, um, depending on how our, our world goes in 2021, uh, exactly praying, I think everybody <laughs> yeah. is praying that it's going to go a lot differently than 2020. Sure. Um, in the beginning of 2020, we were uh, looking at uh, moving our event down into the heart of Music City, uh, into uh, a very iconic um, place, which would be phenomenal. And it would it would require um well, I will just tell you, we were looking at the country news yeah but... Fame. That's where we were going. Yeah. No, and well, uh, COVID put a stop to that when everything closed down and we hope to return there. Uh, in 2021.
1: Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, with the these galas, and it's one of your major fundraisers, and, you know, I think that it, people get involved. I'm, mean, If you follow you on Facebook, you're going to see when the gala's announced and where it is and how they can get tickets. Uh, they can go to the, the website, lovefrommusiccity.org and keep up with the latest information. I know on, on Facebook, uh, Love From Music City, if you just put that in the search bar, it's going to pop right up and you're going to see all the latest and greatest. And uh, Speaking of that, I just was looking on here. Do y'all do do like a um, Facebook Live as well?
4: Yes, every Wednesday. We do it at noon. It's called Girl Sessions because the guys, you know, our husbands, again, are in the recording business, so they have sessions, right? Yes. We we have a girl session. But we have men on, so we actually get (laughs) higher ratings when we have a man on. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, every week uh, we sit and we like to talk about things to do with music city with country music gospel music um and always talking about all the good things that we're trying
1: to do right here in middle Tennessee right well I know know the the thing that's coming up I think I should give a call to Carrie Underwood have her stop by you know sing a a couple of tracks and we'll we'll bring all kind of people there yes (laughs) listen you guys have just been fabulous I think this is such a great cause um And we can talk about this all day, but I know we're running out of time here for our program. But I want to thank Shanda Tripp and Crystal Brown with Love for Music City. We appreciate you so, so much, and we appreciate everything that you're doing. Keep up the good work, and we're going to be here to help you. Um, Everybody, you have to support them. Again, loveformusiccitytn at gmail.com or loveformusiccity.org. You have to go check that out. So listen, this Jeff Shannon saying so long. We're going to see you again next week on Sumner County Spotlight right here at WHIN. And, of course, it's sponsored by our good friends at F&M Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and at myfnmbank.com. We'll see you next week. So long.
0: Sumner County Spotlight has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, or even home mortgages, FNM Bank can provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.